I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza Nutrient Pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Bet L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Welcome back to Bet L.A. here on 710 ESPN L.A. Time to get you ready for Pebble Beach. That's right. That tournament kicks off uh, tomorrow. And Jimmy Hamlin is joining us now. PGA Tour Pro. He also has his own golf radio show in Cleveland on uh, our ESPN airwaves. So, Jimmy, welcome in. Great to have you. Uh, this is your debut, your first time on Bet LA. Hopefully, more to follow. Uh, but as we know, Pebble, it's played on three different courses. Uh, you've got Pebble, you've got the Monterey, and of course, um, you've got you got Spyglass. A lot of people say that Spy is the most difficult of the three. Have you have you played Have you played at Pebble before? I would imagine you have. Yeah, I have. I've played all three of them. I'd call this wow. a vacation, not a tournament for these guys, right? I mean, it is, uh, <laughs> I mean it's just really uh, breathtaking. The whole area, as you know, is just so breathtaking out there and, and so great. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a fun week for these guys. I think that they thoroughly enjoy being out there and, and playing with the AMs and just the atmosphere that's been created at this event. It's, it's pretty special. Yeah, I, I mean, l- listen, it's it's a bucket list. Not going to deny it's a bucket list. I can't wait to get out there and play. But out, out of the three, again, um, they say, of course, Pebble's the one that you have to deal with the most in regard to the wind in the wind conditions, which, by the way, we're going to get into because Sunday is supposed to be really brutal, um, which I, I, I find is, is going to be interesting to handicap. Uh, but out of the three, which one do you feel is the most difficult? Oh man, that's a great question. I think Spyglass would be the one that probably exactly, people, yeah, that's uh, what everybody says. You know, struggle the mm-hmm. most, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, but Pebbles the Pebbles the one that you know they can change the difficulty of that golf course depending on the event, right? I mean, you know, they play a U.S. Open there and they can make that golf course as, as difficult as as any golf course in the country, right? I mean, it's just but with this event and the amateurs playing, they obviously make it a lot more playable. Uh, as this event goes, and these guys, uh, you know, you got to make birdies here. I mean, you have to to get under par. You have to make birdies, and and it's interesting to see. You know, um, I've actually never I've played these places, but I've never been to this event. Um, but you know, as watching this event on television, um, how these players interact with their amateur partners, and how um, you know how much they get involved in the team event on top of their individual uh, golf. Uh, that goes on. And um, I think part of that's, you know, and, and as we sit there and try to figure out who wins, um, that's a big part of it, right? You have to be a little more patient um, watching these guys beat it around and make sixes and sevens as you're trying to sit there and play a PGA Tour event. And I think that plays a big part in who's usually successful um, at Pebble. Absolutely. Um, who doesn't have a short fuse, right? Because I'll tell you what, like, yeah. I would imagine that's like me playing with somebody who's like, 
still swinging a club on their ninth swing on a hole. And I'm like, pick up your ball, please. Like, I have no patience for that. So I would, Im- I would imagine that's equivalent to me being frustrated by somebody who's like swinging a club the ninth time uh, on a par three. Anyway, um, let's, let's break it down now. Now, the metrics that you need in order to win in this tournament, greens and regulation, the last 16 winners, they finish in the top five. As we know, Link's course need to play well in the wind. It's on a peninsula, so obviously, you know, that's that's going to come into play. Also, course experience. Very few first-time players have been able to win here, if at all. And also, I'm I, I'm 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 not a meteorologist. I don't pretend to be one, but uh, weather <laughs> conditions, uh, you know, winds are supposed to be somewhere between 9 and 10 miles per hour uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday but they're supposed to get up to a minimum of 20 miles per hour on Sunday, which I think is fair, right? Because everybody's going to be playing Pebble on Sunday, right? The top 60 uh, will be playing Pebble on Sunday. So I like what what Mother Nature is doing here because I I think that uh, she is keeping it a more even keel playing field. With that being said, coming in, there's two guys that I'm eyeing. One is Fitzpatrick. Uh, for the win and uh, you can get him at 11 to 1 and the other one is Hoagie I like listen I know it's hard to defend your title but here's what I read out of and this is a very lackluster field for a number of reasons Liv being one of them but he is the, out of out of the field that are that will be teened up today or, or this weekend this week he is the best golfer in the wind. Top four on tour last season and by far head and shoulders above everyone else. So those are the two guys I'm eyeing to potentially come in and, and, and win this. Uh, what, what are your thoughts? Who, who, who do you have for the win? Well, I mean, you've done your homework, right? Wow. I mean, when you're bringing out wind <laughs> stats, right? That's pretty strong right there, Anita. I mean, come on, right? How do I argue with that? But, um, <laughs> um, you know, it, I start out, obviously, when, when you're looking at events, you're trying to figure out, you know, who you want to play. You start at the top, and, you know, in the favored, you know, Jordan Spieth is the guy you look at. I Jordan Spieth drives me crazy, right? I mean, it's yep. literally, uh, you know, it, it, it's like I'm a Raider fan, right? It's like watching the Raiders. Like Derek Carr can throw for 370 yards one week and, and just literally look like he should be a college football quarterback the next week, right? And that's probably why he's not there anymore, but... Um, that's what Jordan Spieth makes me feel like, right? Like, it's just, if, if Jordan Spieth's putter's going and, and he's making putts, he's unbeatable at times, right? He's phenomenal. He's one of the best players in the world. Um, but then on the other side of that, you know, if, if he loses confidence, he misses cuts, right? So I start there, and I just can't do it this week. It's too early in the year for my heart mm-hmm. to take, watch Jordan Spieth just, just tear it out, you know, losing his putting stroke on Sunday. So for me, um, these golf courses require really good ball striking, and I am a huge Victor Hovland fan, right? I just think that if Victor Hovland could chip, the guy would be number one or two player in the world, right? And he's got a lot better, right? His short game's got better around the greens. Um, the second reason is what I was telling you about is that um, I like Vic Hovland's personality. You watch him go around the golf course, he's smiling, he's having a good time, he's enjoying himself, and, and that is really what you have to you really have to take that into account when you're playing a pebble, right? Because it's a lot of entertainment. It's a lot of celebrities. It's a lot of fun. So I, I really like Vic Hovland. I know that's no like, you know, great long shot pick. He's one of the favorites, but um, I think that he'll play, he'll play very well here. Um, a couple other people that I like, um, 
you know, Justin Rose is such a good ball striker. You know, I think he's somewhere in that area of 30 to one right now. Um, he plays decent on the West Coast. Um, you know, I, I'm a Justin Rose uh, fan when he gets it when he gets it going. He's really good, right? And, and and it feels like he's been around forever. But Justin Rose is is not that old, right? And he's he's a, he's a very he's just a very solid player. So if I can get Justin Rose at thirty to one in about any golf tournament, it's hard for me to pass him up, especially against a a weak field like this, right? I mean, it's just a weak field when it comes to the PGA Tour. So uh, you know, I'm 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 looking at Justin Rose is is kind of my long shot and and. You know, if I have to throw one more in there, Taylor Pendritt's a person that I think that is a, just a good player, solid player, and he can win any week out there. And I think it's his time. He's, he's I think it's, he's about to to come out of it and start to come out of it nowhere and start to play really good golf and put some wins on the board. So there's my three I would take right there. But I I really really like Vic Hobbs. Hogland eleven to one to win, plus two eighty to finish in the top five, plus one fifty finish in the top 10. Justin Rose, 35 to 1 to win, plus 750 to finish in the top 5, and plus 360 um, to uh, to finish in the top 10. I'm going to throw out a few other guys that I'm eyeing this week and uh, curious to get your thoughts. I love McNeely here. I have him finishing the top 10 at plus 220. A Cali kid has played Pebble a lot. Um, last three years has finished in the top 5. He's got a hot stick right now, and, um, and I, I just I wouldn't be surprised if McNeely wins. But again, I, I, I like playing him top 10 at plus 220. Thoughts on McNeely? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a phenom when it comes to talent, right? I mean, he's the guy that everybody's sitting there and just waiting for him just to come out of nowhere and just, just play phenomenal, right? I mean, so, yes. I mean, without a doubt, um, I think Maverick McNeely, we're going to be talking about him a lot over the next few years. I mean, he's just a really, really good player. I, I and he will be extremely disappointed this week if he doesn't finish in the top 10. Uh, another guy that I'm looking to finish in the top 20 is Troy Merritt at plus 360. Um, top 10 on these greens, His uh, that's what his ranking is, his last 24 rounds. Um, a, a course horse. Since 2008, he's finished 25 or better here. So if I can get him to finish in the top 20 and he's coming in and his game is on point right now, I'm on it for plus 360. Thoughts on Merritt? Yeah. Yeah, he's just, he's just a solid, steady player, right? I actually had a friend of mine that caddied for him for a while, uh, and he's just, he's just a solid, steady player that, you know, he's going to make cuts. He's going to give himself a chance. He plays a lot of golf, um, you know. So when, when, you're in that, when you're in that gambling world of trying to find a guy and you're, you just want him to hit, hit the board, um, he, he's a great guy to pick. I think that, that's a really solid pick. Uh, would you say top twenty? Is that where you had him? Or top twenty at plus three sixty? Um, top twenty, yeah. He's. I, I mean, it, you're going to make a lot of money if you sit there and bet. You know, Troy Merritt top twenty all the time, right? Because he's going to give you good odds, um, and and he's just really steady. He, you know, he's going to make a lot of cuts and he's really steady. Top Canadian, Nick Taylor. I love this. One here in 2020, four top 25s this season. This season, Washington U grad, so knows this grass extremely well, knows this side of the country extremely well. Top Canadian, Nick Taylor. <laughs> I'm not sure. Obviously, there must not be any Kent State guys uh, uh, out there right now because uh, they, Corey Connors and the guys would have a little argument over that. Um, but uh, 
Um, yeah, I, I don't even know what, what other Canadians are in the field. That's a great bet. Well, well, you said you like. Well, you said you like Pendrith. You like Pendrith. You could get, you could get Pendrith. Yeah, I mean, again, you could get Pendrith at plus one twenty. Yeah. Nick Taylor is plus one thirty-five. Ben Silverman is four to one. Uh, so that that's 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 I'm, I'm that's what else is out there. Mike Taylor Pendrith there. I'm, I'm going to stick with Mike Taylor Pendrith there. He's a, okay, he's maybe a Jimmy, maybe maybe well, maybe, so. maybe a bottle of wine, maybe a bottle of wine. Yeah, I'm all right, we may have put a little there. I'll take Taylor on that for a bottle. Of wine I'm just saying. Sure. Yeah, I'm just absolutely. saying. Maybe a bottle of wine. <laughs> um, and uh, and last but not least, um, Putnam. I like top Aussie Putnam. Uh, Washington wow. native as well. Uh, great on these greens. Five top 15s this season. And I, I know you're on Rose, but I, I just I feel like Rose is very in- inconsistent here, and I'm actually going to play Putnam to finish better than Rose at minus 120. Well, but, you know, I, I think when, you know, when you're looking at guys, that's a great point for, you know, that when you've mentioned every single time, you know, West Coast guys that understand these greens. And I think mm-hmm. for the average guy out there trying to handicap this, this golf, um, you don't really understand how important that is, right? I mean, you don't, you know, you hear, you've actually heard Phil talk about it a lot, right? You're going to have, you know, these greens um, out on the West Coast um, are are different than anywhere else in the country. And yep. guys that have spent more time playing golf on them um, definitely have more success on them, right? I mean, they're sometimes they can be a little bumpier, a um, little harder to read, so um, that, that when you're handicapping an event, I don't think that your normal golf fan would look at that. And it's a very, it's a very big thing. If you watch guys, they typically play better West Coast or Midwest or that you know that type of situation. So when you're looking at parts of the country and you're trying to handicap guys, uh, especially guys that have maybe played, um, you know, maybe played uh, you know some college golf out there. So even in their younger years, they they've learned. Uh, to deal with the grasses out there, and especially here on the Monterey Peninsula, it's a great point. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm not comparing my game by any stretch of the imagination to these dudes, right? I'm not. Let me preface by saying that. But I will say this. Grew up in Miami. Grew up playing golf with my family in Miami. Moved to Baltimore, Maryland. Lived there for four years. Have now been in New York for going on almost 15 years. So I've been, I have, I've been playing golf in the Northeast now for almost 20 years. When I go back home to Miami, I crush it. Why? I'm playing on Bermuda grass. My ball's teed up all the time. Here, I get these horrible in the north. I get these horrible lies in the Northeast. It's just it's such a treat well, for me. It's such a treat for me to go back home and play on Bermuda grass, where like my balls, like I'm hitting off carpet every time. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. but what do you say that greens are faster in New York? Wouldn't you say they're a little more? Slow oh, absolutely. Are you kidding? Yeah, I mean, our our yeah. our we're you know I play on courses where it's just it's 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 ridiculous. We're talking about twelve, thirteens. You know, you're you, you could be an excellent putter, but you're three putting just because you just don't have a feel for it. Uh, last thing I'm going to tee up for you, no pun intended, before we leave uh, is I like Kisner, and and this is just a first round tomorrow. Kisner over is is it Domin? I hope I'm pronouncing that properly. Um, Kisner great on a short course, good fit for his game. First in strokes gained on approach, 14th in putting his last eight tournaments. And Domin's coming in. This is his first tournament. He's had a he's had a long layoff. He hasn't played golf competitively since November. And oh by the way, Jimmy, he's a new daddy. Just had a a, a son named Riggs that was just born in mid January. You know how that is. I don't. I, I tell people I own I own dogs I don't own children but 
Um, and, 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 and Domin came out publicly and said, Hey, listen, don't, this is my first tournament. Like, like don't expect too much from me. So you could get Kisner over Domin in the first round at plus one thirty. I'm all over that. I'm all over that tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good bet. Right. I mean, Kevin Kisner's a bulldog, right? He, he grinds it out. So he's a guy that even if he doesn't have it, can find it uh, and just fight his way through and, and, and get it in at one or two under par. Um, his his uh, his caddy's also a buddy of mine too, Dwayne Bach. Dwayne was a, a former uh, you know playing professional and um, has been around for a long time. And and believe me, Dwayne will know these greens. He's caddied on this these golf courses you know hundreds of times, right? So that that's that's a big advantage there too. But you're right, it'll be interesting. You know, I actually read an article about Domin too that like sometimes when you know you have a kid coming and there's so much going into it. Uh, you know, and there's so much build up, and then once you have that kid, you get back out. It's almost a relief. You know, you don't have any thoughts in your mind. You're just like, oh, okay, now I can just go back out and get to my job. You know, and hopefully make some money to send this kid to college. But I would agree with you. The game of golf is one that you need to create some rhythm and and and, and be able to play a little bit before you get out there. So I would be shocked if he could come out and and really play well. So that's that's a really solid bet, I think, for you. Jimmy, you rock. Um, now that football season's over, uh, we're, it's going to be more of a potpourri of gambling topics that we're going to have here uh, and discuss on our ESPN gambling show. So look forward to having you on more frequently, if that's okay. I love it. I, I love betting golf. I love just talking about uh, finding reasons to find guys that, that we think are better. And man, I, I tell you, I've never really, uh, I've never looked at top Canadian, Canadian and top Aussie before. You, you've got me intrigued. I got to go. Do <laughs> All right. Well, I want to thank Jimmy for joining us here on 710 ESPN LA, getting you ready. We come back. I'll give you all my picks in place for Pebble tomorrow. Stay tuned. More coming your way. 710 ESPN LA. This is Ben LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN, made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Ben LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Talking all things Pebble Beach. So, guys, uh, it's evident that um, Jimmy just wanted to be a complete gentleman and not correct me with me pronouncing uh, Damon's name wrong. (laughs) So it's it's, it's Kisner going up against Damon, not Damon. But uh, I I just I I would appreciate I would have appreciated a correction without me sitting there and, and repeating his name incorrectly at least 10 times. But that's okay. 
That's all right. Do you do, is, is that, would that be uncomfortable for you? If you were a guest on the show and I'm like, oh, I, I kept on, like, let's say I was uh, like, I'm, I'm trying to think of like a name that, that um, I, I'm trying to think, what, what, what's a name that majority of people pronounce wrong in sport? Oh, I don't know. Mm, Maybe you don't know. Let's, let's sit on this for a second. Hold on. Maybe uh, Vinatieri. Let's go with Vinatieri. Wow, that's a blast from the past. Adam Vinatieri, kicker for the New England Patriots. And, right. Uh, so, so if yeah. so, let's say if if you if you were on the program and we were talking, I was like, and I called him Vinatieri. Vinatari. Yeah, I'd correct. Would you? you would you? Would you? Would you correct me on I'd the be like, show? Oh, live you on mean the show? Adam Vinatieri? Yes, of course. Yeah, but, okay, that's how you would have done it. Yeah, or something along those lines. <laughs> You're putting me on the spot, but yes, that's. <laughs> Probably how I would go about doing it. Yeah. No, I would appreciate. I would appreciate it. I would appreciate it. So <laughs> we're all out here to help Vin- each other. Vinatieri, you know? Vinatari, Vinatari. No, you. Vinati- I think Vinatieri. I heard Vinatieri once, and it was like Vinatieri. that's, that's wrong. <laughs> anyway, um, one of my favorite plays is uh, is um, Kisner over uh, over Damon. By the way, so uh, so that's how I would play it. Some of, some of my other plays. Here's another thing. Now, do you guys play golf? I've a. Uh, it's more, okay. It's I've okay if you don't. Got like, into golf. I have a. I have a set of. I clubs. won't ban you from the show or anything. I wouldn't say I'm heavily golf. into golf, but I've definitely started to get back into golf. I'm more of a driving range kind of guy. Really? Because I can't stand. Yeah. The, I wish I loved the driving range. If I if I would practice more, I'm about so. It's very interesting, you know. Um, living in the Northeast. Uh, we we have a golf quote unquote golf season. It's not like you guys are blessed. I grew up in Miami. I grew up playing golf my entire like all twelve months out of the year, and I'm sure you. I'm sure folks do the same in in LA and and on the West Coast. But in the Northeast, golf season starts around April. We we have had no winter here, by the way, none whatsoever. This 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 quote unquote winter wink wink. It's has just been, been cold, a, right? Just cold, it's but been no a snow. Fall. No, no, no! It's not been cold at all. It's fifty degrees. It's been fifty degrees Ooh, here. I got the I got the chills just thinking about it being fifty oh, degrees. Oh, stop! I mean, listen, we're, look, it's dipping right now. It's supposed to be negative five on on Saturday, <laughs> but um, but predominant like for for like you know the season, it's just it's been nothing. So if that's the case and it continues that way, I'm hoping that weather conditions will be great in April. But my point being is here in the Northeast, our our golf season starts in April and it runs through, um, you know, it, it, it could go into November in a good season, right? So I'll start the season about a, a 14, a 14 handicap and then, um, and then I'll end the season and that's in April, right? And then I'll end the season because then now I'm playing like three or four days a week. And so I'll end the season somewhere around like a a a ten, a ten. I'm probably about a ten at the end of the season, which is which is great. I, I I wish I would be able to continue to play and continue to hone my craft uh, at golf and 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 possibly get my handicap even further down. But I and then I've got to you know you you put your clubs away. You know, in comes the fall in the winter and you can't play golf. And then, you know, so when, you know, golf is all about muscle memory. That's why you got to get golf is all you about get a Nintendo Wii. Yeah, that's not the same. Keep your true form with, the, with one of those Wii sticks. It's not the same, dude. It's not the same. 
what I need to do is I, I need to, I need to, I need to find a sugar daddy and I need to, you know, have one of those like in, in how, in home, uh, driving range. You know what oh, I mean? Those, like those the, VR ones. They're so cool. Yeah. With the screen oh, and then it tells you how hard you hit it and where it went. Yeah. I, I would, you, I just, you would never find me. I would probably never leave my home, they, but I nonetheless for baseball too. It's cool. Um, my, my, my point being is, uh, Pebble beach is, a, a bucket list for majority of people. And so I'm, I'd be, I'm dying to play it. I hope I have an opportunity to play it eventually at, at one point in time. But as I was, I was telling Jimmy, uh, the most important metric is greens and regulation. The last 16 winners have finished in the top five in greens and regulation. Also playing in the wind and keep an eye. This is going to be really interesting. So, and, and, and I love this. So this is what's going to happen. Tomorrow, Friday, and Saturday, wind, winds, windy conditions are supposed to be anywhere between like 10 to 12 miles per hour. Nothing, nothing too dire, right? So Spyglass is the one course that has a lot of like tree line. And so that's the one course that if you're playing it in the wind, it's, it's like it's less windy, right? So if you get the bad draw and you're playing pebble on a day that winds are like a bear, those who got the draw to play spyglass on that day obviously have the advantage because the tree lines are preventing the wind from really truly affecting their game. So anyway, winds are supposed to be not too bad Thursday, Friday, Saturday, right? So these dudes, they alternate. They play all three of these courses, Monterey, Pebble, and Spyglass. And then what they do is they take the top 60 and those top 60 then advance and play on Sunday. Well, Sunday is supposed to be like minimum 20 mile per hour winds, if not more. Like Sunday is supposed to be an absolute beast and bear of a day in regards to the winds. And Hoagie is one of the best, if the not best, wind players that are on this, uh, this, this fe- that are, that, that's in this field. So I really like, I was teetering on Fitzpatrick. Apparently now he's dealing with some kind of a neck issue. I'm really into Hoagie right now. I think I think I, I love Hoagie to win, finish in the top five, finish in the top ten, um, and and I think you could get some some really solid odds of him finishing in the top twenty as well. McNeely, Merritt, like I said, I like Nick Nick Taylor as well and Putnam. Uh, that's how I'm playing, of course, uh, Pebble Beach. Quick break. We come back. Let's talk some NBA. Man, I'll tell you, un- unfortunately, good thing we have uh, Andre Snellings who's going to be joining us because I've just been losing my butt when it comes to the NBA. Celtics destroyed the Nets. I had the Nets plus nine tonight. And the Suns got destroyed by the Hawks at home in Phoenix, 132 to 100. What's going on? We'll find out. Dre Snellings joins us next here on Bet LA, 710 ESPN LA. This is Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza Nutrient Pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Ben L.A. with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Welcome back to Bet L.A. here on 710 ESPN L.A. Andre Snellies, one of my partners in crime when it comes to all things gambling at ESPN and Daily Wager, joins us to take a look at Thursday's slate of games. And, uh, and you know, we obviously have to talk about the Lakers and the Pacers. Um, the Pacers, the Lakers, of course, they're on their road trip right now. 
And uh, and uh, so they're favored, actually, in Indy, taking on the Pacers tomorrow. Uh, Tip-off is 7-10 Eastern time. Uh, what's your thoughts on, on this matchup? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Lakers because I really like this new lineup um, with Achimura uh, starting with LeBron mm-hmm. and Anthony Davis in the front court. I, I think it, it balances out the team. Um, now all three of their front court players can hit the three. You know, they're not the most efficient, but they have the ability to, to, to knock down uh, jumpers. And when you pair that with, you know, Schroeder can knock down a three in the, in, at, at the point. And the other day I saw Russell Westbrook hitting threes. Now that's fool's gold. I don't believe it. But, you know, it, it, it just feels like things are moving in the right direction for them. And the Pacers may get Tyrese Halliburton back. If so, that would be a big boost for them. But I just think that the, the Lakers, if they're playing well, are actually a good team now. And it'll take some time to get used to that. I know you've been on the Lakers. I think we had you on like a week, two weeks ago, and you were all over the Lakers, which was great. Uh, I jumped on on them to uh, to make it to the postseason, um, and as as well as both the play in and uh, making into the postseason as well as the top six. So we'll see what happens. I think you're right. I think they're turning the corner. Obviously, here's here's the thing, Dre, and that is we know LeBron is you know he's 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 trying to reach that you know surpass that win total over Kareem. And I, and I do believe he's trying to aim it for the game against the Bucks. So, mm-hmm. you know, you know, he's like, you know, I, I think we're seeing like vintage LeBron right now. Right. What, what happens oh, yeah. to this team? What happens to this team once he does surpass that number? Right. Like I'm, so, I'm really curious about it. Yeah, I agree. And I think the thing is, it, it, it all depends on what the feel of the team is. Like if he passed the record and but Anthony Davis is hurt and they've lost you know three in a row and six of their last seven and they're fading in the the, the standing, then maybe it's not a positive. But if things are on the upswing, they've made one little trade that, that I think will have dividends. If they make another one and they've got a couple wins and Davis is healthy now and and it looks like they're moving up the standings. I think LeBron will stay locked in because he wants that record, but he wants to go back to the postseason. I don't think he wants to stay home three three years in a row. So, um, you know, we, we might keep getting vintage LeBron if he senses the finish line is in sight. I hear you. I hear you. All right. Let's talk about the other L.A. team uh, that's on the slate tomorrow. That's the Clippers going up against the Bucks. The Bucks are at home. They're favored by four and a half. The over-under is 230. What's your play in this matchup? I'm taking the Bucks. I'll give the four and a half points um, because really the Bucks have been hot since Giannis came back, and I've always felt like fully healthy. They're they're probably still the best team in the NBA. They're still not fully healthy. Um, Giannis is back, but Chris Middleton is is still on a minutes limit, and he's not himself. But I feel like the Clippers don't have an answer for Giannis. You know, they don't they don't have an answer for that size. The, the Clippers play essentially three small forwards at the same time. And, um, and it shows up in the stats. You know, they, they are in the bottom third in the NBA in points allowed to opposing power forwards. They allow the second most rebounds to opposing power forwards. So I, I, I look for the Bucks to not only cover that four and a half, but I look for Giannis um, to, to go over, as far as player props go, his, uh, his points rebounds prop. And by the same token, I think Kawhi goes over his uh, 27.5-point um, uh, scoring prop as well because, like I said, Chris Middleton is still ailing, and uh, Kawhi has been on fire of late. He's averaging 
almost 30 points a game over his last 11. Let's talk about the Pelicans. Uh, they're in Big D. Dallas taking on the Mavericks. Dallas is favored by five. The over-under in this matchup is 226. What are your plays here? I think I would go with Dallas and give the points um, just because the Pelicans have lost nine games in a row. You know, they, they were starting to struggle without Zion and Brandon Ingram. Um, they still don't have Zion. Ingram is back, but he's working himself back into the game. So I think I would, I would go with the Mavericks, who on the whole, especially with Luka healthy, have been, um, I think they've won seven of their last ten. Um, but speaking of Luka, uh, just on the player props front, I would take him over nine and a half rebounds. Um, he's averaging about ten and a half boards over his last ten games before he uh, hurt his ankle. Then he came back and, and had a big game the other night in his, his first game back. And um, uh, in his two games against the Pels so far this year, he's gone double-digit boards both games. And then um, I also like C.J. McCollum on the Pels over 21.5 points. He's kind of a paradox. He actually scores better when Brandon Ingram is on the court because when Ingram's not on the court, opposing defenses can key on C.J. But with Ingram out there, they have to pay attention to him. And C.J., because he's still running the point, he's got the ball in his hands all the time, he's able to get more looks. So in the three games since Ingram's been back, he's averaged um, over 23 a game, and he's scored at least 21 in each of those games so far. Um, wow. I, I, just, I love having you on. I'm, I'm like, I'm taking notes as you, as you speak. <laughs> All right. Uh, the Hornets in Shidetown, baby, taking on the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls favored by 6.5. The over-under is 236.5 in this one. I'm sure you've got some, some, some uh, player props in this bad boy as well. What you got? Oh yeah, big big number on the board. Yep, yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Hornets and the points because you know sometimes you just don't understand the line. I don't know if they know something I don't, but both of these teams are playing about even. They're about four and six over uh, each over their last ten games. But the Hornets just got their best player back. You know, Lamelo Ball was hurt. He's back. Um, he's been back for a few games now. And in one of the games since he came back. They beat the Bulls by, like, 13 points, like, last week. You know, so I don't understand why the Bulls are getting so many points in what should at best be an even matchup, if not the Hornets a little bit favored. Um, and as far as player props go, LaMelo uh, Ball, I like him over six and a half rebounds because the Bulls are among the bottom three teams in the NBA in rebounds allowed to opposing point guards. And Ball had, I believe, 11 boards uh, in their matchup last week. And also on the Bulls side, I like DeMar DeRozan over 26.5 points. Um, in his last game, he only scored 20 points, but that's a bad game for him. He's like a professional scorer. So he had averaged 29 a game in the five games before that, including 28 the last time he, he um, faced the Hornets. So I'm looking for him to bounce back and put a big number on the board as well. Again, um, Dre Snellings joining us here on 710 ESPN LA. Uh, getting us ready for some uh, some NBA action tomorrow. Let's turn our attention though uh, to your column because uh, not only do you 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 know obviously uh, join us on of course all our radio and in all our platforms, digital TV with your picks, but you also contribute to a lot of columns. And you've got two columns that are about to hit. One in particular is futures. I know we had you on not too long ago, and that's when you turned us on to the futures market pertaining to the Lakers, and I jumped all over that. You've got one coming out in regard to the Suns, who, uh, who I actually I like tonight uh, going up against the Hawks. But the Suns, to win the Pacific, you can get that at plus 380. Why do you like it? And tell us about the column that's about to hit. 
Yeah, so um, the Suns, who are, of course, in the same division as the Lakers, so just real quick, that's one of the things with futures markets. Like, I don't necessarily look for one answer, and that's the gospel, right? You know, I think the Lakers are good value because they're like plus 2,000 to win the Pacific. So they're a long Mm -hmm. shot. You know, you can take a chance on them. The Suns, they had the best record by like a lot in the NBA last year. I think they won the Pacific by 11 games. And the year before that, they were in the uh, NBA Finals. So they were expected to be, you know, one of the the best teams in um, in the NBA this season and have a chance to win everything. But they have been thracked by injuries, much like the Lakers. You know, five of their top six players have missed at least nine games, and four of their top six have missed at least 21. So the injuries have really slowed them down, and as they get healthier, they should be able to get closer to what what we expected. Now, I say in the article, I don't know if they can get all the way back because uh, they're still missing two key parts. They're missing Jay Crowder, who has held out all season, and he was like an unsung uh, glue guy on the team in the last couple of years. So they really miss him. And honestly, they miss 36-year-old Chris Paul. Like it, it was the weirdest thing. Chris Paul had his 37th birthday on May 6th last season. At the time, he was averaging like 22-9 and nine in, in the playoffs. And they had won, the Suns had won the first round. And in the second round, they were uh, winning two to nothing. And it was like Cinderella and the slippers came off. Like as soon as he hit 37, <laughs> his game really went down, you know, went down the tube in the playoffs. And he hasn't bounced all the way back this season. So I don't know that the Suns could be among the favorites to win the championship. But even through all the adversity, they're only like two and a half games, I think, out of first place in in the Pacific Division. So once Booker and everyone else is healthy, um, I think at plus 380, they they have a decent chance to to catch up and, and still win the division. Um, really quick before we let you go, we only have a few seconds left. Um, you, you've got an interesting article coming out. I know news broke today that Brianna Stewart uh, has now signed with the Liberty. And I was reading a lot of it had to do is because, you know, they, they charter their own flights and they don't have to travel with the general public. I know you've got a column coming out there in regard to uh, the Liberty and, and what, you know, what, what they potentially could do uh, in, the, in the WNBA. Your thoughts on Stewart signing with Liberty and how good does that make New York? I love it. Um, and I love it as uh, both a fan and an analyst because it comes right on the heels of Candace Parker signing with the Aces. And, you know, the Aces won the championship last year. Parker led her team to the, the sky to the championship the year before. So they formed a super team. Well, now the Liberty have a super team because in Brianna Stewart, and they just traded for John Quill Jones, they've got like, two players that have both won MVP in the last three years on the same team now. And that's not even including Sabrina Ionescu, who was the number one overall pick and sure looks like she's going to be an MVP in the future. So I think the Liberty, if it all clicks, they have to learn to play together. But if it all clicks, you know, that they could be the, the East-West uh, rivals of, of the WNBA and, and maybe bring the whole league up another level. And, and, and I'm here for it. <laughs> Trey, awesome as always. Really do it. And both those columns are hitting tomorrow. When when can uh, when can folks get those on ESPN? Yeah, they, they should hit tonight. They they may be there now. I know the the Suns column is is on the NBA page and on the chalk page now. And um, the the WNBA article I believe is running on the the fantasy vertical. I believe it's on there right now. So yeah, go check me out. <laughs> Fantastic, Trey. Thank you so much. Always great having you on, my friend. 
Enjoy the rest of your evening. I love it. <laughs> Anita Marks, you got it. Anita Marks with you. 710 ESPN LA. This is Ben LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. Made possible tonight by Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. Now more of Ben LA with Anita Marks on 710 ESPN. That's just, you know, what I love to do and get my guys involved and, you know, um, I'm trying to put the ball on time and on target with my guys um, throughout the course of my career and you know, with another great group that uh, allows me to um, um, see the space and see the, um, the floor and I'm able to get it to them and try to get it to them um, you know, with the right type of um, pass. And, um, but they, they have to make the shots and they, they've done a great job of that, um, not only this season but over the course of my career. So it's pretty, pretty cool. And anytime you link with some of the greats, you know, you, you know, Mark Jackson played here, uh, was drafted here by the Knicks, so uh, super cool thing and obviously we know with Nash was you know I played against him for many many years and you know, his ability to pass the ball was very uh very uncanny LeBron James talking about uh that assist to t- statistic yeah get it out Anita there you go uh dishing that rock guys uh you can wager <clears throat> on uh what game LeBron is going to surpass Kareem and right now the favorite is February 9th against the Bucks, and it's still a plus money, by the way, at plus 110. How about that? Um, as we know, or maybe folks out there don't know, but the Bucks did draft Kareem. So it's, it's, it's a pretty significant game, I think, you know, going full circle, LeBron surpassing Kareem against a team that originally drafted him. Uh, you know, I, I just, I, I think it would be, special to do it on that night and and I would believe that that's why not just to you know do the math as well how many games are left how many games do you expect LeBron to play sit load management what is he averaging a game when you when you do all the numbers uh I on top of uh the significance of it being against the Bucks I understand why that game is favored at plus 110 um OKC on the 7th is plus 140. The Warriors on the 11th is 3 to 1. Uh, would you guys put money down that he um that he breaks the record against the the Bucks on February 9th? I've got a couple buddies that actually got tickets to that game and they're pretty confident really? he's going to do it then. I think he's going to do it the game before. So you think he's going to do it against the Thunder? Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Go and so OKC. that's it. Why? Well, why, he, why do he's, both of you? He's averaging thirty points a game, so right. Just math. I just think it's that first home game back, right? I'm pretty sure it is from the. the yeah, it trip. is home. Yep. I, yep. I think that first home game back, he's going to really show out. Interesting. Or they'll just load manage him until he gets home, so that he can do it here. But I think the goal, the ultimate goal. Oh, is to he's do definitely going to do it here. Yeah. Right, he definitely has to do it. He de- he definitely has to do it in LA. Um, do you think he does it with a two pointer, a three uh, behind the arc, or a free throw? I think he slams uh, it. You think it'll be a dunk? I think he slams it. Yeah, I want it to see. Want it to be a dunk? That'd be cool. Um, so that that's minus one fifty. So you're laying one hundred and fifty dollars down to win one hundred dollars. Three pointer is plus two forty. A free throw is plus three forty. Three. I'm sorry. A th- from from the line, of course, it's plus three seventy, not three forty. Plus three seventy. 
Oh, I like that. I like the free throw idea too. I do like that. Um, and then you could, and then you could wager whether or not he breaks it at home or away. Home is minus three forty, which again means you're laying three hundred forty dollars uh, to win a hundred. And on the road is plus two forty. Yeah, on the road would be wild. Like he would just have to pop off the next few games. I, I, it's almost a deadlock for me that he does it here in LA. He has to. I, he has to do it at home. You have to. That's why. That's why I, I. I imagine that it's. 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 You know, the odds are you have to lay over three hundred dollars to one hundred dollars. I would imagine. Um, I, I spent a little bit of time talking basketball with Nick Friedle. If you do watch ESPN, you see him. He covers a number of NBA teams. Uh, one specifically, the Nets, which got their butts handed to them tonight by the Celtics, one thirty nine to ninety six. Again, no KD. Uh, but Kyrie really has been stepping up big time. He only had 20 points tonight. I did hear. Oh, here's my here's here's my one profitable bet from tonight, and that is I had Kyrie under 30 and a half points tonight. Sure enough, he put up 20. So so that bet did win, by the way. Um, but earlier this week on Bet, Nick Friedel, who covers the NBA for ESPN, joined me on Bet, talking about what we would react to, which means. Would we place money down on this wager or no action, which means pass, I'm not going to the window. Let's listen in. All right, let's dive into it. As you know, so this, it's reaction Anita, this is 10 or minutes. no action, four or more first pass yeah, so touchdowns. Maybe let's we'll find a, a spot in the Super Bowl. to cut out and at. By the way, you can get that at plus out. 170. Do here. Yeah, it's ten minutes. Give me a reaction here, Anita, and here's why. Um, so I let's let's maybe let's get Patty Mahomes do two minutes of it, and then we'll find a spot where we can kill it, <laughs> and then we can maybe just tell handle. people that if they want to hear it, you get hurt running around in that Philly offense that got slowed a little bit at least early against San Francisco, and then found its rhythm. These two guys can make a lot of stuff happen on the field. I'm expecting fireworks. Let's roll the dice and see what happens early. See, I'm on the opposite side here. Nick, I'm going no action. Why? Defense wins championships. And we're seeing two of the best defenses and defensive lines and defensive pass rushers in Hassan Reddick and Chris Jones getting after two quarterbacks that aren't healthy. Hurts is dealing with a shoulder. The last two games, he's looked like a shell of himself, even though, of course, the Eagles were able to beat the 49ers. And Patrick Mahomes is coming in with that ankle injury. It's going to take more than two weeks for that to heal. So um, I think the defense is really going to get after these quarterbacks. So I'm saying no action here. All right, here we go. Number two. Uh, again, uh, that's Nick Friedel joining me on Bet. Uh, we do a, a, a further dive into some NBA topics. If you want to listen to the remainder of that, check out our YouTube channel, uh, bet on YouTube and, um, and for for a few of the other topics we dive into whether or not it's fun. It's a fun little little segment we do. Reaction or no action? Quick break. We come back. We'll kick off hour number three. Puck Daddy joins me from Florida. If you do follow the NHL, you know it's All Star Weekend down there in South Florida. Greg Wyshynski's down there, and so he pops on with us to give us a little preview about the All-Star Weekend, as well as some of the futures bets in hockey. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. 710 ESPN LA.